good to go. With more of the Matt Wyatt Show. Coming to you direct and live. Hey! Here we go. Hour number two of the show. Off and running with you, I'm Matt. In the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau Insurance, go! With the home team, they are your home team at Farm Bureau. All across the great state of Mississippi. Your hometown heroes, that's your local Farm Bureau Insurance agents. Again, it's one of those days, uh, you know, thankful for hot coffee. Have y'all gone through that late? I know a lot of people have been sick. You know what, flu season, uh, fair to say flu season. We've, we had it go through here. Everybody's well now. We had so many friends and relatives and uh, acquaintances that have all gotten the flu at some point here recently. It's just kind of going around, and I'm, I'm fine. It's just you know this. You you go outside. It's freezing cold. You get your bald head frozen like I have the couple last couple of days. You start to kind of get that whatever that is, and you're kind of like <clears throat> having to clear your throat all the time. Nothing for me works really any better than just, I mean, steaming hot coffee. Ah, from High Point Roasters in New Albany, Mississippi. And, you know, again, we're talking about Christmas gifts, and you do have time. They will ship it uh, to your house, and you'll probably get it turned around pretty quickly. Be a nice gift. Big one-pound bag. I mean, a big old bag of either already ground coffee or the beans you can ground them yourself. So check them out there at highpointroasters.com. Again, if you're a coffee lover like me, highpointroasters.com. It's the real deal. All right, over to the Country Pleasing text line, Country Pleasing Sausage on grocery store shelves all around the southeast. In a related text, PT for MSU says, Matt, if you like boudin, order some from Billy's in Scott, Louisiana. And, or, or Teets in Ville Platte. Now, did I say that correctly? Is it Ville or Villa? Or Via? Are the L's soft or hard? <laughs> like, how do we cook the L's? Uh, the smoked sausage at Teets is really good as well. A little different type of sausage, he says. Heavy smoke, more of a coarse grind. He says he uses it in gumbo. And otherwise, he uses country pleasing. Well, it sounds good. Got to get out that way. It sounds like we have another guy here, much like more bully on the country pleasing text line. PT for MSU is a connoisseur of good food. Now, now earlier, too, we were on the subject of, you know, NIL, and you've got you know, the, the different kind of postseason in college football, and you got opt-outs and transfers this time of year and those kinds of things. So the teams look a little different in a lot of these bowl games than they have throughout the regular season. And uh, Bucky from Vicksburg texts the show with an excellent point and says, I hope the NIL people get a refund for bowl opt-out players. Well, see, and that's the other thing, too. Again, Bucky, since, you know, you're not working for a collective. I'm not. You're not a player or a player's representative. I'm not. I don't know what sort of binding or non-binding agreements they do or don't have. I, 
I don't know if there's anything written down or not. My impression is there's no such thing as a written contract because you're not supposed to have that unless it involves an advertiser. Or, or some sort of collective deal for appearances or whatever. But, you know, so like how could, if you don't have binding paperwork, then how can you demand any sort of refund? You know, it's no different than buyouts for coaches. That's basically what that is, like a refund, right? That's basically what it is. A coach has a five-year contract. Somebody wants him, he wants to leave, and somebody wants to hire him before that contract is up. They have to pay you his buyout, whatever that figure is as negotiated in the contract. It's kind of like a refund. Well, you got a document, a signed, notarized, legal contract signed by both parties, seen by witnesses, <laughs> copies made, okay, binding and upholdable by a court of law. According to the language in the contract, uh, you don't you don't have that in the NIL player world right now. You just don't have it. So I mean, it's great. You can go, hey man, we we got you a million dollar deal this year, and and you're our top receiver, and we're playing Georgia in a New Year's Six game, but you're opting out. We want our money back. He's like, <laughs> you want what? <laughs> I don't have to give it to you. <laughs> no court can make me give it to you. Like I mean, I guess he could give it back out of the goodness of his heart. Maybe he could. Maybe he could. Uh, Brookhaven uh, Downtown Community Garden texts the show. Says, Matt, it's going to hit the fan when the IRS comes for their 28%. That's all? Says, and there's no money left. So they tow the player's Lamborghini. <laughs> you know what I mean, they could always do that, right? They could always repossess the car, I guess. Wait a minute, is it only 28%? I thought it was like more like 30, 30 or 33% for those contract workers. <laughs> Bucky, attaboy. And look, let me just tell you, man, you and I are both in bad shape if you're taking – Classes from me, but Bucky texts the show back after the refund deal and goes, I came for a sports talk show. I'm staying for the legal contracts class. <laughs> no joke, man. Gosh. You know it's a mess, Bucky. When you can get somebody like me <laughs> giving out pointers on what we need to know about contract law. Where's Louvier when I need him? Goodness. What what day is it? Who am I? <laughs> Where am I? Oh boy. I'll tell you what day it is. Today is the day that we discuss the next thing that's not going to happen. No, the thing that is happening. Right before your very eyes, it's happening. That is going to most likely lead to the next round of conference realignment. And I, is that even the right f term anymore? Is conference realignment even the right term? Maybe it's something else. Yep, this time it's Florida State. Hey, go ahead on with the 
Doug. See, the great thing about the Florida State war chant is you can do the chop also as a Braves fan and also as a Chiefs fan. It's sort of ubiquitous. Here we go. Florida State has called a special Board of Trustees meeting for tomorrow morning, Friday morning. Merry Christmas, everybody! It says, uh, while no official reason was given for tomorrow's meeting, sources indicated to ESPN that the board is expected to discuss its long-term athletics future. <laughs> you don't say. I bet, I guarantee you that's what they're, you know, let's say it like this. If you're in the ACC and you're on one of those schools' board of trustees, they don't need to have a meeting for you to be discussing your long-term athletics future, do they? <laughs> no, that's an ongoing conversation, isn't it? You bet it is. So they announced this meeting today, okay, and it's going to happen tomorrow, like we said. They're going to they're actually have the meeting tomorrow. They're announcing today that they're going to have a meeting. Right? Isn't that how this works? He's a mess. And bring your brooms because it's a mess. I'm bringing my broom because you know why? It's a mess. <laughs> so we, had, we, we, had, we get together. Make an announcement today. I want to need everyone's attention. Stop what you're, I mean, Ron Burgundy style. Stop what you're doing and listen. Tomorrow, we are going to have a meeting. <laughs> Here's an idea. Just have the stupid meeting. Don't announce that you're going to have a meeting. Have one. So the way we, the rest of us do it. I mean, really. Look at a successful business. And look, it's not like, it's not like Jonathan McMillan and the people at Divinity. You know, Bruce at the, you know, Jackson location. Jonathan at Madison. It's not like they have to go. Hey, hey, everybody. Tomorrow morning, ten o'clock, big meeting. Put the word out. Press release. No, they just go, hey, 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 y'all come over here. <laughs> come here. When you get a minute, come here. I mean, they just, you have a, just have a meeting. Okay, but I digress. The meeting announced Thursday will not happen until Friday. <laughs> will not happen until Friday. Here's the details of it. It comes nearly three weeks after the Seminoles became the first undefeated Power 5 champion to be left out of the college football playoff. That was a decision that angered university officials. You don't say. It angered the board of trustees. Oh, really? And it angered the athletics department at Florida State. It said, and all that came after a year spent voicing their unhappiness with the ACC for a lot of reasons, including a widening revenue gap with other conferences, 
revenue distribution and its place in the college landscape. All right, so here, listen up. The deal is, and if you followed this at all, you know that ACC schools have this one big sticking point that has kept any of them from bolting to another conference as a part of conference realignment. It is this massive, what they call a grant of rights contract. Okay, here we're back to contracts. Legally binding contracts. They've all agreed to and signed on the bottom line. That grant of rights contract, they are all under as members of the ACC, which is their media rights. Okay? And other stuff. You know, their their own, the school's NIL rights, basically. They signed them all away in exchange for a whole lot of money, and they signed on the dotted line in an agreement that lasts all the way out until 2036. So every time this comes up, Clemson wants to leave. You know, Virginia Tech wants to leave. Florida State wants to leave. Well, they got a grant of rights contract. They're under. They signed it. Signed away their rights as a conference, collectively, until 2036. And if they want out, it's going to cost too much. They got to give too much of a refund, sort of a proactive refund, if you want to call it that. That's where the buyout is. Okay, and so that's through 2036. They've always looked at the cost. It's way too cost prohibitive, even for these big schools. And that's kind of what they did when they signed a contract. They have a legally binding contract. So what they are meeting about is trying to get together the biggest, baddest, smartest savviest, sharpest group of lawyers that they can possibly get to the table to please look through this and give us some good news. Because if, in, if a school wants to leave the ACC, you're going to have to pay an exit fee three times the league's operating budget. That's roughly $120 million. They're going to try to look in. Is there any way we can get past all this stuff? Because we want out. Whether it happens, I don't know. Whether Florida State pops up into the SEC anytime soon, who knows? It could be the Big Ten. It could be the Big 12. Somebody. But this you do know. Whether anything happens or not, this is what you do know. They want out. Not tomorrow. Not today. Florida State wants out of the ACC yesterday. And uh, noted, according to a source from Florida State, they go, you know, nobody really has ever legally challenged this grant of rights thing. It's always been described as ironclad. Why don't we uh, take it to court and find out? And the other schools are saying, yeah, there would be one incredible court battle if this thing, you know. I don't know. Is it... Do you think anything comes of this, or is this more posturing than it is anything else? Maybe it's posturing. Maybe that's what it is. Um, Bucky from Vicksburg. He has been on top of it today on the Country Pleasing text line. He said, bring your brooms. It's a mess. Get out your vacuums. Your dust mops, your glass plus, your bleaches, your brasso, fade air freshers. Things are a mess. <laughs> it's a mess. <laughs> Things are a mess. 
Uh, J-Rock, text the show, country please and text. Number to text, 885-3776 or 885-ESPN. The Divini Equipment phone line is wide open to you, so give me a call. 897-1059. Repeat after me. 897-1059. Yep, that's the number to call. J-Rock, text the show and said, hey, Matt. Since there's no contract, he's talking about with NIL stuff. He says, since there's no contract, I guess it works both ways. If you blow out a knee and just turn out to not be very good, the collective can just cut you and you have no recourse either. I guess so. Well, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I guess maybe it does go both ways. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Kenny. Okay. Kenny brings this up. So he did go to the country pleasing store. That'd be country meat packers on highway 49 Florence, Mississippi. Can't miss it. Big red hog. You driving through there. Kenny said, don't sleep on the 50 or so flavors of beef jerky at the country pleasing store. I had some of it when I was there. And in fact, I had some that was real hot. I, you know, when it comes to jerky, I love some of the super duper hot, like the kind that you just, you, 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 it's hard to eat a lot of it. And that's kind of what I like. And I had some of that too. It was really good. I have found, and maybe it's just by virtue of being in the car so much over the last, ever how many years I've put a lot of miles on cars. Um, and I've found that when you're sleepy and you're kind of having that deal where you're fighting it to the point that it could become dangerous if you get any sleepier. I have found that some some good old ghost pepper jerky. <laughs> Chew on a little bit of that. You will not be sleepy. You you be something, but you will not be sleepy. Uh Beer Slayer texts the show. It says, hey Matt, do you think it'll ever be public? how much NIL each player is getting and when. He says, not if the player gets in trouble with the IRS for not paying taxes, could the school somehow be held responsible? Oh. Again, you know, Beer Slayer said, it's a great question, fascinating question. I do not know the answer to that. I just don't know the answer. Could the school be? I mean, I don't know. Need to get some a legal expert in here. I need to do that, don't I? Okay, here we go. Paging legal experts. <laughs> I'd love to talk to you here on the show. i got questions about the NIL space. Bill in Madison texts the show and says, the ACC needs to get Harvey Specter on the case. <laughs> what a name, too, huh? Uh, Miko, it's good to hear from you. He texts the show, country please, and text line. He says, um, he said, I texted this too late yesterday. He said, here's something for you to try. A pecan cheesecake pie. It says, Betty Crocker used to make one and sell it in Kroger. They stopped selling it, and he started making it himself. He said, it's some kind of good. Hold on a minute. So we basically got pecan pie, but in the middle is the word cheesecake. Pecan cheesecake pie. In the words of that guy on... Uh, TikTok or Instagram, whatever it is. Give me some. <laughs> I'm ready. Right now. I don't even need a utensil. I'll just eat it. Um, somebody texts the show, says, who would get all the money if teams paid the penalty and then the conference shut down? Good question. I, I would be dispersed among the other members. Because, see, that's really what the conference is. 
you see what I'm saying? So like the ACC, it's the member schools. And so you pay some penalty. It goes into whatever. Yeah, it's the coffer, but if the league falls apart, it's going to be whatever the league is responsible for legally and then just, just, just distribute it. Tyga with two H's text the show and says, hey, Matt, what's the biggest buck deer you've ever, ever killed? Also, do you get to deer hunt much these days? I don't get to do too much. Um, you know, and honestly, like, a lot of that did start for me in even in high school because if you're playing, you know, football does cut into it. It, it doesn't have to, but it does cut into it in terms of your time. And certainly playing college football uh, back in the day and being a quarterback, it kind of cut into your time in the fall in particular. And so, you know, during the years in college, I did a lot more fishing than I did hunting, actually. That's uh, just kind of the way it was. I had a boat that my dad owned that I would take back and forth to school some and and do that. So, like, you, I just had more time in the spring and in the summer to go do some of those things, and I just started fishing a lot. I, I didn't, you know, com- completely uh, and utterly get away from hunting, but it became more of a thing where, you know, as opposed to doing it by myself, I would go with someone, you know, with a friend or a teammate or something from time to time. Whereas the fishing deal, I, I, I was... I flew solo on that way too often. It's way too easy to like pull the boat to class, get out of class, go straight to Octibaha County Lake. <laughs> That's what I did. More of your texts coming up. Country pleasing text line. Stick around. With a Matt Lyon show. Ready to talk sports the Mississippi way with you. So get in on the conversation and tell him what you think. Back. Back with you. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. How is the man? Hey, Matt Wyatt. How you doing? I'm all right. Did you hear the bell? I I still haven't gotten the habit of using this. It's a great bike bell. I ought to actually put it on the bike. Hey, Beaver, you still have that bike you were going to give away? Yeah. Okay. Okay, I'm just thinking... I tear mine up. Maybe I can buy yours from you as a backup. <laughs> Man, <laughs> when did I? I offered that. Yeah, There's it no was. Buy. You it, don't have to buy it, Matt Wyatt. That, what, that, hey, that rhymes. Man, uh, <laughs> didn't mean for that to happen, but yeah, you don't have to buy that. I offered it to you. Month had to be back in the summer when it we was. talked about this. Yeah, I was getting ready to go on vacation, and we went, we'd go to the spot where. You can ride bikes up and down that island, which I really enjoy doing. I didn't have one. I think I wound up buying one. A really cheap one. Really, <laughs> really cheap. But that's I think that's what I did. And I straight 
you know, redneck hauled that thing all the way to the beach, Beaver. I didn't have, I didn't have some bike rack. I'm not buying, I'm not buying that. I just put it on top of the car and like strapped it down, <laughs> rode it down there that way. No shame whatsoever. Beaver, it's been a while. I'd like to play a quick game of overrated, underrated classic TV show with you if you're up for it. Of course. Okay. He says, of course. He's up for it. Uh, on this day, on this day in 2002, you know, be back in your heyday. On this day back in 2002, NBC announced an agreement that was made to keep all of the characters of this show together for another season. No one told you life was gonna be this way. All right, so you know the show. The show is. Well, that's Friends. And be Friends. It's kind of a bummer to have this note because I know Matthew Perry just passed away in the last couple of weeks. Okay, so let's qualify your answer first, Beaver. Did you watch a lot of Friends or not? I watched it. Okay. I remember it premiered uh, 1994. Yes. And the first two seasons, I probably watched 90% of the first two seasons. Okay. And then I kind of fell away from it. I watched it here and there. I probably went like six straight years without watching it, but then watched the finale just to uh-huh. see how it all ended. Yeah. Okay. So the question would be then the show Friends, overrated or underrated? What do you have? Oh, I, this is so many people. So many people talk about this show still. Yes. Matt Wyatt? Yep. Overrated. Oh, he did it. He did. Now, I have gone back. Now, first off, let me preface with Matthew Perry's character, though. Yeah. Not overrated at all. Okay. That character was funny. But I've gone back because it comes on for like 27 hours a day on TBS. (laughs) So I have gone back and tried to watch a lot of episodes recently just to like look back at it and whatnot. And it did have some laughs. It wasn't, you know, the, it wasn't just unfunny. It was uh-huh. had some good laughs, but nope, nope. That's still looking back. <laughs> oh. It still doesn't land for me. So how about that? Slightly overrated for me. I can go with you on that. I, in fact, y- you know, I would say like I'm one of these over the years, Beaver, where I'll, I'll give a show like that a try. If it's especially, I mean, it's a comedy. There are a lot of shows I don't give a try, but if it's supposed to be funny, I'll give it a try. And and then if it's not like Seinfeld funny or The Office funny, I'm like, eh, I'm out. <laughs> and that's kind of what I did, I think, with Friends. I just never got in on that sort of thing and uh, on the show. But I certainly, you know, it's iconic. But yeah, on this day in 02, NBC announced an agreement they had made to keep all six of the main characters of Friends uh, for another season. Beaver says it's... Uh, hey, by the way, when I played the theme song, Beaver, did I hear you clapping along with it in the beginning there? Yes. Now, that is one thing. I can't. <laughs> I, I will never shy away from that clap. I will never say that that moment is overrated. Okay. Let's, the Rembrandts. Here it is. No one told you Everybody clap. Be this way. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, 90s music, man. I mean, it, it's, it really does have its own thing going on there. Like random speed clap. It never happens again. <laughs> oh, that's good. Let's see. Possum Neck Joe texts the show. He said, friends was just lucky enough to ride the Seinfeld wave at NBC. Jason and Flagstaff said, friends is the most overrated thing on the planet of TV. It was okay, but not nearly worth the attention. How about that? I'll be honest. I had teammates at Mississippi State in the 90s who they wouldn't miss an episode of Friends if their life depended on it. Like, And I thought it was weird. Like, really? You're that big of a fan of this? They'd sit around and talk about it? <laughs> really? But, hey, to each his own. To each his own. Hey, I got another one for you, Beaver. Do you know what... This time of year, you hear the word Yule, as in log, like Yule log. Yeah. Are you familiar with like the definition of it, like what it actually originates from? Or I don't think so. Okay. Probably heard it somewhere, but yeah, I don't remember it. Uh, that's me. Okay, I know. I've heard it a lot, and it's it's a part of that famous improvised deal at the department store for Clark W. Griswold on Christmas vacation. Not log. I mean, I don't have a log. <laughs> Yule, as in, you know, so, but I don't think I ever questioned. And I'd hear Yule log and, and know that they're talking about a fire, something burning in the fire or whatever, right? Like, I don't think I know the, the origins of the definition. Well, today, on the National Day calendar, today is the day of Yule. Hashtag Yule. Yule! <laughs> By the way, <laughs> I didn't know that. Is it, is it, is, here, Beaver, help me out. Is it Soldier Boy or Soldier Boy? <laughs> soldier. So I didn't know he was such a big fan of this time of year. Yule! <laughs> Today, is Yule, the day of winter solstice, okay? On the arrival of winter solstice, the country observes something called Yule. Yule! <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I can't have it. You can read all about it, hashtag Yule, if you want to. All right, so Yule predates Christmas, um, experts say that the word came from some other Anglo-Saxon word called lule, and it was the word for wheel. That's what it meant, was wheel. So it makes a connection to the, the Celtic calendar, right? So here's the thing about it. You know, our calendar, when I say to you, hey, how old are you? Oh, no, if I say, what year were you born? And you go... Oh, I was born in 1980. Well, how come everybody on the entire planet, every civilization, every country, every person knows what we say, what we're saying when we say 1980? Well, why is it 1980? Why is it that number? 1980 from what? 1980 from what? It's from what? The life of Jesus. That's right. Jesus Christ. The Son of God, 
lived for 33 years, crucified on a cross, and the entire human universe is keeping time now based on him. It's 1980 from him. <laughs> we are in 2023. We are 2023 from him with a capital H. But prior to that, you had this Celtic calendar, and it was on a wheel, and a whole year was on a wheel. Or according to Anglo-Saxon culture, not a wheel, but a lule that turned into Yule. Yule! Yeah, so it's something like that. <laughs> That's all I got. Yule celebrations include bonfires, holly, mistletoe, boughs of evergreen trees, feasts, gift-giving, and one other thing is on this list, and I'm just reading it, R ritual sacrifices. <laughs> All right, so leave that out. <laughs> you be doing the Yule thing. But there's also the winter solstice deal and all that kind of stuff. So, winter solstice. Shortest day and the longest night of the year in the northern hemisphere. It is, boys and girls, today. Today's the shortest day of the year. Maybe that's why time seems to be going fast, Beaver. In fact, we've got one segment left on this radio show here today. We'll do that next when we come back in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Stick around. It's often difficult to satisfy that special hunger. Not here, because you've got Matt Wyatt. Oh, I am starving. Don't worry, he's got a menu full. Listen up. Mel stuff like melted butter, brown sugar, bananas, whipped cream, cream cheese. Nilla wafers, <laughs> powdered sugar. Y'all, these are the ingredients to the homemade banana pudding cheesecake squares that we talked about on yesterday's show. And um, Denzel, our man White Denzel, has texted the show and he said, Here's the, he sent me a link and he said, here's the ingredients to make those squares. I'm going to make them tonight. Can't wait. And we'll report. Bring that on. Okay. For the crust, this is banana pudding cheesecake squares for the crust. Melted butter, <laughs> brown sugar, an egg, all-purpose flour, bananas mashed up. Come on now. Vanilla extract and just a pinch of salt. For the cheesecake topping, it is heavy cream whipped. Whip it good. <laughs> cream cheese, sugar, banana instant pudding mix. Now, that's that's some real good stuff right there. Milk and vanilla extract. And then you got to preheat the oven to 350. Use an 8x8 baking pan with nonstick method of your choice. Put it all in a large bowl. The butter and the sugar combine. Put the egg in there. Whisk it. 
Whisk it. <laughs> Flour, salt, banana, all that stuff. Bake it for 15, 20 minutes, then put your topping in there. Whipped. <laughs> Whip it. And I'm not, look, I'm not going to read the part about the calories, all right? And the carbs and all that. And don't ask me about protein. There's basically none. <laughs> and that's why it tastes so dadgum good, I'm sure, is because it's all carbs and sugar, things like that. So give us a full report tomorrow, uh, White Denzel, because, you know, if you like it, it, it may be worth trying, really. And I appreciate you sending. As a matter of fact, I'm going to, I'm going to bookmark that link. <laughs> I'm going to bookmark that tab so that I can always bring that up later if I decide I want to make that myself. Now, we have something that came in here on the Country Pleasing text line. I'm going to debate this topic with our good old buddy, old pal, Beave. That's short for Beaver. St. Louis Vic texts the show, and he says, I hate to rehash this topic, but a local show here, he's talking about in St. Louis, he, had, he says they had people going with this the other day, and here it is. Which TV show, movie, song, or actor, or comedian, when it, when it comes on or they come on, you immediately change the channel or turn it off? In other words, you can't stand it. <laughs> What's your answer? Which TV show, movie, song, actor, comedian, can't stand them. It comes on, they come on, you change the channel or turn it off. So, B, do you have an obvious answer? It's like something jump out at you that you can't stand? Honestly, no, not really. Yeah, I had a hard time with it. Did you, is there anything you could stretch it to, to go, okay, look, if that guy's on there, I'm not watching it. You know, like anything you stretch it to, you're having a hard time with it. Can't think of anyone that just like, you know, disgusts me that bad. <laughs> well, and see, you know what I think? Some of it is like personality. Beaver, you strike me as someone who, I guess, forgiving is the right word. You're you're just not like you're not someone who is going to avoid a TV screen or someone on TV or something on TV. Like it ain't that big a deal to you. Me, I will definitely do it. I w there are things, you know, like I will absolutely turn it off or change the channel. You know, so maybe it's a it's a personal thing. For example, Gator Matt just texted the show. And he says anything with Sandra Bullock in it. <laughs> He's turning the channel. Turn it off. Can't stand it. Tyga, I don't even know how to take this. But he says it's the office. He can't stand it. Won't watch it. Now, how about that? I won't watch it. Isn't that something? Josh texts the show. Thanks for being honest, Josh. He says there are callers that I'll change the radio station when they call into your show. Well... Look, I mean, okay, it's just the way it is. All right, I, I tried. Okay, so, Beaver, what do you think about this list for me? 
And this is kind of an obvious one. It's pretty obscure, but it's one that I've done this in the past. Like I, and even now, I, I won't even, I'll change the channel even if a commercial for this comes on. And it's either The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. You know, those types of shows, but those two in particular. Not only will I, I will turn the television off if I walk into a room and that's on. <laughs> I, want, I will turn the channel if a commercial advertising one of those shows comes on. Bachelor, Bachelorette. Like, I can jump on that one immediately. Beaver, I'll tell you another one that I simply cannot stomach it. And it's this time of year when you're listening to Christmas music. When All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey comes on, I must turn it. I must not hear that song. I can't, I can't handle it. Does that make me weird? Well, maybe. And I'm not, like, I don't dislike Mariah Carey one bit. I like a lot of her music. She's fine. But that's something about her and that. Can't take it. And I'm just going to be honest. Okay, look, I'm just going to be honest. I've gotten this way here the last couple of years. Maybe y'all can explain what this is. I probably shouldn't say it. <laughs> but you know another one that I've gotten this way about? It's Herb Street. I'm serious. I will not watch him talk. <laughs> He's calling that game tonight for the Saints. I ain't listening to it. I'll watch every play to be on mute. I will not watch him on TV. I can't take it. It's the driest, most boring, <laughs> milk toast, bland, generic, non-specific bunch of you know what? <laughs> I can't do it. I will turn it off. I will not watch it. <laughs> there I am. There's my answer. I'm sure I could probably come up with some other stuff, too, if I thought about it long enough. Very interesting question, though, from St. Louis Vic. What's the one thing that comes on you can't take it? You just cannot take it. You're going to turn it off or change it, one or the other. Res Dog, he texts the show, and he says, I will not watch Jimmy Kimmel. The dude is absolute garbage. Kenny said, Garth Brooks. <laughs> well, Kenny, so you don't like the eighth inning at State uh, at Duty Noble, then, do you? Um, St. Louis Vic says, uh, when I was younger, it was MASH. He says, but now I understand it. <laughs> LOL. Um, Denzel goes, uh, he agrees with... White Denzel agrees with Mariah Carey. He says, my chemical romance version of that song is 100 times better. Well, I don't know. It's just like the combination of her, that song. I can't, I don't, I don't want to hear it ever. <laughs> um, oh, okay. So Gator Matt says the voice. He didn't like the voice. And he said, go ahead and block Tyga because The Office is the greatest television show in the history of television. See, I, I would agree with that. But I'm not going to block anybody. Now, we did have, we got an unnamed texter that says theirs is Bo in the morning. <laughs> he says Bo's voice makes my skin crawl. <laughs> I'm sure that some people feel the same way about me. Uh, Josh said that he will change the channel anytime Paul Feinbaum comes on. 
<laughs> now we're really we're hitting close to home too often, aren't we? Gator Matt says Beth Mowitz. You know, I would probably say that too. And and the thing about it is, like, you know, everybody goes on and on about Beth Mowitz as a as a broadcaster, you know, announcer for sports. And the thing is, like, I think technically, like from a technical standpoint of game information, hitting the stuff, doing the job the way from a technical standpoint, well, you got to do it as a play-by-play announcer. She does very well. The problem is, like, I get the sense, I think everybody else does too, that we're not actually hearing her voice. Like, we're hearing something that she's cooking up for it to be her voice on television. But if it would just be her voice instead of cooking it up, it'd be better. But to each their own. Some people really love the job she does. Possum Neck Joe says she he loves Beth Mullins. <laughs> and Jason just went broad. Jason said, I can't listen to ESPN announcers anymore. St. <laughs> Louis Vic, is that the direction people went in St. Louis or was it more movie and television? <laughs> Yeah. It's bad, though, when you're like me, and even a commercial for a particular show can come on and you change the channel. That's the way I do that Bachelor stuff. All right. Got to wrap it up for today. In the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. We'll do it one more time this week. It'll be tomorrow, same time, same place. I'll see you then here in the Bureau. For Beaver, I'm Matt. Have a good night. Back tomorrow. See you then. See ya.